senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. This is episode 52, and uh, <laughs> this is like the calm before the fucking storm. Literally. Well, yeah, it's we. if you've listened to the show at all, we, we live in Boston. That is where our home office is, which means we've been staring on the double barrel this week, and particularly this weekend, of we are not uh, sporting people. No. We are not... Uh, fans of too many sports we like the red Sox. yes uh it is not red Sox time um, no it is uh football season and we've just been hammered with fucking new england patriots news ever since that game last sunday and nothing but balls and soft balls and squishy balls and let's talk about brady's balls and let's talk about bill belichick's fucking balls no can we can we really Sure, why not? I want you guys to go out there and protect your balls at any cost. <laughs> they did not protect their balls. Their balls became squishy. Yeah. You can't turn on the news, the goddamn radio. You've got air pressure and thermodynamics experts, all from Boston schools. I think I even saw a headline today, and I didn't click on it because I just don't care that much, where Bill fucking Nye was coming out against whatever the hell Belichick said today to explain in like third grade science terms why his team wasn't in the wrong. Well, <laughs> look, we've lived in this town a long time. Uh, I will take fully on faith that somebody in the New England Patriots organization cheated like a motherfucker. But it's like Bill Nye. Like, what, I'm waiting now for like Neil deGrasse Tyson to come out and... <laughs> What's his face from Beekman's World? Just come out with yeah. that big, I just electrocuted my nuts... <laughs> hair and his robot buddies or whatever the hell was on that show i never saw it on anything yeah. hung over but so it's been nothing all week deflate gate deflate gate and it's just i'm trying to give a shit and you can't get away from it we went to the comic store on wednesday to buy comics and half the dudes are wearing patriots sweatshirts <laughs> and just yammering about the fucking football game and what'd you think of this play i didn't watch it yeah now we're gonna watch the the big game i don't think we can say the 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 sb word because you know it's not like you're on like a, a fifty thousand watt i know um, we just because we can get away with it doesn't mean <laughs> I, I i don't want this it doesn't mean i want this to be found in like two years and have the nfl land on me with both fucking feet well that's just super but no i remember it was a big deal when i worked in radio that we carried the patriots and i know when when it was the big game but the patriots weren't in it we had to call it the big game when the patriots were in it since we were broadcasting it we could use the the SB. So we'll talk phrase. about the bowl without using the super. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, sure. Why not? <laughs> the we we're talking about squishy balls. We will talk about an immaculate bowl <laughs> in which to dip your squishy balls. <laughs> this has gone sideways. It has, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> but we we will probably tape on Saturday next week so we can watch the game. Yay, because sports ball. It's like the one football game we watch every year, not because we give a shit about football, but th these days that's when the comic book trailers are. That's true. And I will always take an excuse to get cripplingly hammered and show up at my day job on Monday with a hangover because not like I don't do that every Sunday. <laughs> it's not like I don't, you know, call and we're clear on this show and start pouring the fourth, fifth, and sixth <laughs> beers down my head. 
but at least I have an excuse because everybody else is hungover. But well, you know, at least doing the show, your hands are a little bit preoccupied in between sips of beer, whereas on Sports Ball Day, <laughs> there will be nothing between you and the beer. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the local wings place closed, so we'll, we'll probably be watching the football game, drinking wine and eating crackers, or guzzling whiskey and shoveling down frozen pizza. I did watch. I did watch a. Uh, large bowl type game uh, one year with, I think, about a half a bottle of scotch. Well, not only that, you had the flu all week. I know. So it was like like whatever Sudafed knockoff I was taking. Can I say Sudafed on this show? Uh, yeah, because Sudafed. the NFL doesn't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Um, and and um, a half a bottle of, of uh, single malt. That was a good game. Oh, I don't really remember much of it, but oh, it was a good game. Let me tell you, it was a joy getting you home that <laughs> I night. Bet it was. Oh my god <laughs> in heaven! So yeah, for a week it's been nothing but this game and this scandal that we don't care about. I, again, I, I assume if it wasn't Belichick, it, somebody decided it would please Lord Belichick. It's got the same <laughs> syllables as Voldemort. Sure, but. It would please him to stick a shiv into a football. God, does this mean that Brady is a Slytherin? <laughs> it means he likes squishy balls. Okay. And that doesn't make him any less of a man. But <laughs> So yeah, there's just no escape from that. And there's going to be literally no escape. Because we're staring down the barrel of a fucking two to three foot blizzard that's going right. to dump on us in like 24 hours. So we can be housebound and hear nothing, but here's the latest on Deflategate. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's an excuse to VPN into the office and drink all day, <laughs> which I will take. But yeah, it just means you're you're trapped and all you have is the news. And it was a great Boston comedian, Kevin Knox, who said, all you really need to survive a blizzard is beer and toilet paper. <laughs> so we're going to be all set on that front. But it's just the... Yeah, every time we flip on the news, oh, the Patriots have landed in Arizona, and perhaps the warm, dry air will make the balls less squishy and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just, all I know is it's like fifty-four days till pitchers and catchers report. I feel and like he, I, I feel like there's supposed to be a part of me that's going. Does nobody even want to talk about the fact that the the Colts played like shit? But I don't really care. <laughs> I don't even know if they played like shit. For all I know, Rob Gronkowski just went out there with like. Gronk smash. Yeah, with like a bone <laughs> knife and just started slitting Achilles tendons. I would watch that. Well, if they advertise it ahead of time, of course I'd watch it, but they never do that. It's a no. These gladiators, these... Steroid <laughs> these, beasts. These steroid beasts, but men of honor, because they if you deflate the balls, that's terrible, but decadurabal and whatever, just <laughs> shoot that right into your brainstem. Munch down on a horse testicle. Wow, you pulled that name right out of your ass. Uh, I could pull many things out of <laughs> Wait, I, I said that out loud. This is not Shit. a visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> Just as well for everybody. But but yeah, so we're staring down uh, this blizzard that's planning on coming in sometime tomorrow afternoon and won't leave us alone until Wednesday morning. So it'll it'll leave just with enough time that they won't call off school on Wednesday, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we never have kids. <laughs> because of that, we can be trapped here and just drink all day. This is true. This is true. Yeah, as long as we can get out of the house Wednesday for the new books. Right. If I don't get new comics on Wednesday, that's a serious fucking problem. <laughs> this is true. But. You know you know, it would help these things, though. Go on. Um, I don't know about you, but I'll, all over the internet this past week, I've been seeing reports about how you can buy your very own killer robot on Amazon Prime if you live in Japan. Please explain. 
For for the low low price of about a million dollars and some change, you can buy a robot that has a BB Gatling gun. It's about twelve feet tall, weighs five tons, and and you can pilot this this beast um, and make it your own because it's being sold as a toy in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it is in fact a toy. <laughs> yes, although I. I, a wise the, man once said, "It's a toy if you can play with it." The one point oh three five million dollars gets you the robot, but without the arms. So you have to drop more money if you want the arms, so that you can get the the Gatling gun action. And the Gatling <laughs> gun action is triggered because there's a mechanism in the pilot's hatch that that is keyed to if you smile, the gun goes off. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I know. If you gave me a killbot with a machine gun, I couldn't stop fucking smiling. I'm smiling just I'm wondering what the equity is on the house to see if we can freaking buy this thing. Will I, they ship it? I don't know. I mean, if it's Amazon Prime in theory. How many of them do they have? Because if there's only one, I guarantee you Bill Belichick's bought it and he'll be starting it. <laughs> He'll be starting at front end or whatever the I yeah. don't know what the positions in no, football are. No, tell me are. again about my saggy balls. Really, I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true thing. This is a true thing. It was on like Wired, um, and it was also I, on a link that I got from the Dig, the Daily Dig. This thing is easily worth fifty million dollars. <laughs> I, I need a killbot. My birthday is coming up in a few months. You know what to do. Sell anything I've got. I don't care. All right. How do you feel about your blood? Um, I'm okay with it, but I'll make more, I hear. <laughs> this podcast is going off the air. We got to sell all this shit that we used to make it. <laughs> yeah, you got to get me a, a link for that, and I'll throw it in the show notes. That's fucking glorious. <laughs> I've waited my entire life for somebody to create for me a, a kill bot. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to tell it to shoot. I would I would get the the smile trigger. I'd get rid of that. Because I only want it to fire if I'm serious, so some kind of boner trigger or something. <laughs> well, I don't know how you, you mod the board to make it not recognize the smile and set the gun off, but I'm sure there must be some way. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'll, I'll chuck in an extra hundred bucks if I'm already giving a million, what is it, a million two? <laughs> it's, it's, um... Here, here's what I do. I buy it stock, I get in it, I turn it and I face it at him and go, hook this to my boner. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Or I'm going to start smiling, motherfucker. <laughs> It's going to be a happy day. Um, it's been around since, uh, it's been in the news since about 2012, but it has recently, for whatever reason, come around again. I don't know if it's because somebody realized that you could purchase it on Amazon or or what the actual story is for its resurgence. It's, this is on Amazon? In Japan. Well, I'm like, you got Amazon Prime. That that means they'll two-day ship it. That's easily... That'll save us several thousand dollars. I haven't tried to get onto the Japan site, honestly. I could try, but I'm worried that it's region blocked like a DVD. <laughs> I've got VPN hookups everywhere in the world. You want to look like you're coming from southern Bolivia? I can make it look like you're coming <laughs> from southern Bolivia. My, my computer can look like it's coming from anywhere in the world. All right. I've got, so, I got free time and another bottle of scotch. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of this episode. Uh, so, yeah, I must know more about this. And... Yeah, we got to set up like a a Kickstarter or something. <laughs> a GoFundMe for a killer robot. Exactly. We got like <laughs> eight, ten listeners. If all you dig deep to the tune of like a quarter million. <laughs> yeah, they'll get right on that. <laughs> I'll go to your house with a big smile on the, 
that's not a good selling point anymore. No. So not not unless well, as long as you don't say, I'll go to your house with a raging boner. <laughs> that is better. <laughs> he shot me and now I know why and I'm scared. Oh God. Should we talk about some actual comic books? Probably should. Although I don't know that it gets any more comic book yeah. than it's like Shogun Warrior shit. I wanted that my entire life. It's, it is. Now I'm waiting for like the killer creatures to come out of the Pacific Pacific Rim because there has to be like once you get the killer robot, don't the monsters from the ocean have to follow? And if they do, I don't care because I am not buying a machine gun equipped killer robot <laughs> so I can punch up. Oh no, I've got an enemies <laughs> list. This ain't stand up comedy. I don't need to be gentlemanly about shit if I got a kill bot. <laughs> You raised a valid point. So, all right. You want to talk about some actual comic book stuff? Sure. All right. So, yeah. I mean, if you paid any attention whatsoever to the comics news, the big comic news this week is we finally got significant, not speculative detail about uh, Marvel's Secret Wars crossover yes. that's coming in May. You had yourself a good long time with the uh, the announcement and the, the live streaming Oh, yeah. And yeah, believe me, I've pulled plenty of audio that I'll use to fuck this show completely up. <laughs> but so, yeah, Secret Wars, it was originally announced at New York Comic Con back in October. And we talked about it in a, I looked it up. It was episode 38. So if anybody wants to listen and, and see what our initial thoughts were. But basically, those initial thoughts were it looked like a Marvel Universe Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. It looks like a reboot. And uh, But wait, Rob. Marvel doesn't do reboots. Marvel, in fact, doesn't do reboots. <laughs> well, I, I did research. <laughs> and in 2011, in September, right when, actually, we started this website, but it was we started it almost in conjunction with when DC started the New, uh, the the new, new 52. 52 yeah. uh, Marvel's editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso, did an interview, and he said, quote, that said, DC is doing what they felt they needed to do. It's not what we need to do. Any success that DC has had with their line-wide reboot might inspire us to up our game, but it doesn't inspire us to rethink our publishing plan. We have a plan, and we're sticking to it. Fear itself and schism set up big things for the Marvel Universe, all of which will come to a head in the event we've planned for 2012. A reboot is not on the menu. Dun-dun-dun. End quote. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, uh, on Tuesday, Axel Alonso and... uh Senior Vice President, Executive Editor at Marvel, uh, Tom Brevert, did a live stream press conference at Midtown Comics in New York to uh, talk about Secret Wars. And uh, yeah, it's a fucking reboot. <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, my understanding is they're collapsing the 616 and the Ultimate Universe into one verse. Is well, that, that accurate? That's one of the things that they're doing. And after okay. the announcement, I've got one piece of audio that is not Tom Brevert. <laughs> What the hell kind of name is that? But <laughs> Tom Brevoort or Axel Alonso, and it's uh, Brian Michael Bendis was actually on Late Night with Seth Meyers after they made an announcement, and he talked a little bit about it. So okay. I've got some audio from that. So This summer, we have something called Secret Wars, and it's the Marvel Universe is going to be altered. We have, the, we have the Marvel Universe, and we have the ultimate Marvel Universe, yes. and they're going to be smashed together. Smashed. Jesus. Like they do, yes. And the ult and the whole Marvel universe is going to become different. And there's a lot of things that people love about both universes, and a lot of people are very nervous today about what exactly this means. And you'll find out this summer. But going forward, the Marvel universe will not be like it is right now. Um, All right. So 
that certainly sounds a lot like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Or or they're they're deflating and just becoming saggy and then just gooping together. <laughs> that's, that's a visual. I, <laughs> how will I activate my kill bot if you give me a boner killing image like that? For God's sake. I've saved us all. No, you've saved nobody. I'll, I'll shoot Cialis into my tear duct if I have Jesus. to operate my kill bot. I think it's a pill. But <laughs> Just snort it for fuck's sake. <laughs> but all right. So. Yeah, that certainly sounds a little like Crisis anyway, but that can't be right because Axel Alonso said they're not going to do a reboot. So, yeah, what did uh, Axel Alonso say about this event on Tuesday? Well, for us, it's really a line in demarcation where we see this as putting an end cap to decades of stories and, and starting a new era. And when you see the scope of the event, you see what we're doing, what we're willing to do. This is a place where we're going to be bringing new pieces onto the board and taking uh, old pieces off. Uh, you guys will be yelling and screaming. You'll be loving, hating in an equal measure. If we were to want to resurrect Grand Stacy, this would be the place to do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's that sound I hear on the wind? Reboot. <laughs> that's not a whisper. That, that's the sound of a boot. It's just slamming into the freaking floor. So, yeah, I mean, this, this sounds... Very much like a reboot. However, yes. I want to I want to do a little, not Schadenfreude, but just <laughs> sort of to look at that old oh Marvel doesn't reboot and our shit doesn't stink and mm. all that stuff. So if, if you're thinking that because of what he said back in November 2011 or September 2011 that this is a recent decision, not like I said, <laughs> I got enough audio just to completely ruin this show. I got Tom Brevoort. Now, he's talking about the origins here of, of Secret Wars. Right. Now, this one's a little bit longer, so I may stop it to make fun of it as I go along. But. Well, we, when we decided to go ahead and do this, um, you know, Jonathan had actually talked to me about doing Secret Wars. as a. This is Jonathan Hickman, who's been doing Avengers. and They're a big his, idea, man. Yeah, exactly. Separate project, even before Avengers. I think even possibly right at the outset of his Fantastic Four run, uh, or even before he'd actually gotten Fantastic Four. It was an idea that he'd had. Okay, so just for some timing, mm. he started Fantastic Four in 2009, and he started Avengers in late 2012. Okay. So when we're talking about timing, those are sort of the dates we're talking. And uh, and so, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm saying if this is a reboot and they're canceling Fantastic Four because of other circumstances, this means that this is one event where we won't see Reed Richards be a giant colossal dick? Well, there's going to be a lot of universes put together. Somewhere there's room for Dick Reed. Okay. Dick, <laughs> dick Reed. <laughs> I don't think we'll get that title past iTunes. We'll write that one down. That's got possibilities. Dick Reed, douchey ambassador. <laughs> when uh, you know, he, he, the time came that he was offered Avengers, we decided this was a place to do that. And uh, you know, all the folks at Marvel, beyond just myself and uh, my friend here, but yeah, everybody within the infrastructure of Marvel, all the other divisions and so forth, uh, got excited and got on board and saw the potential of what this thing could be. Which would be Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, so it's a lot bigger now than what was originally imagined. Um, and I've said it before, it sounds like typical Stanley hyperbole, and there's nothing wrong with typical Stanley hyperbole. Uh, Who's got the man's check? That's... <laughs> Uh, but it is difficult to imagine something that would be larger in scope, in scale, than what we're doing with Secret Wars. Uh, we've never done anything like this, uh, ever. DC has. <laughs> uh, and yeah, one more timing thing before we, we move on a little bit. 
Um, this is Axel Alonso talking about some of the planning that had to happen for Secret Wars to happen. Every time we were planning an event through Axis, Original Sin, AVX, every single time we've done an event, we've always had to be mindful of Secret Wars. And we've had to make decisions based on the fact that we knew Secret Wars was headed our way. So basically, Avengers versus X-Men, if that was one of the things that they had to deal with, that was April 2012. Yeah. Which means, if they were talking about it for the planning of that, all of this planning for Secret Wars was happening right around the end of 2011, Right when, right when Alonzo said, oh, well, we were never going to do a reboot. Yeah. So whenever anybody in comics tells you, oh, no, we're not going to do anything, it's just going to come. That's that's just the... I just think it's funny to go through all this, but this kind of thing happens all the time. You can't spoil all your shit like two or three years ahead of time, so... Well, I guess this is how we'll be getting Wolverine back. But one or more Wolverines. Well, because in your research, and I don't want to jump ahead to things that, that are on your list, possibly elsewhere. Didn't you say you did a, a certain amount of research this weekend and discovered that there are just so many universes in the Marvel verse? Oh, that... my God. There, there's a. I mean, I know that there are some. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a, a wiki, and I, I have to dig through. I've got a pile of notes here for what the. Uh, what the address is, but it's a whole wiki on the Marvel Universe. It's marvel.wikia.com. Okay. And they've got, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put the uh, the link on the show notes. But yeah, they have a list of all the specifically cited universes in the Marvel Universe. And it, it's got to be hundreds, if not more than a thousand. Well, because I knew it was a multiverse. And also, you know, with all the various Spider-Verse stuff going on right now, you get, you know... Peter Porker, so there's somewhere where you know all superheroes are made of ham. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're like canon. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's all the if there was ever a what if, there's a universe for it. Yeah. So yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds of universes. So you know, initially when I'm hearing Bendis say that you know they're going to squish, squash, whatever, um, the ultimate and the six one six together, I'm like, all right, well. Wolverine's dead in both of those, but then I'm like, but there's somewhere out there we're gonna have like a Wolverine made of ham somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, what? Well, uh, <laughs> probably not ham, maybe cutlery. <laughs> Same universe as Spider Ham, but oh, but uh, then yeah, when we talk a little bit about what's actually gonna happen in Secret Wars, you know, with Battle World, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, there's definitely at least two universes with Wolverines in them. Okay, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh. Okay, so I guess the the other thing I know what's been going on leading up to this because I've been reading all of Hickman's run mm -hmm. on Avengers and New Avengers. Are you up to speed on where all this shit's coming from? Um, not entirely, and perhaps some of our our listeners are not either. Because so. I I have a sound clip here that I have uh I have titled uh, "Secret Wars History in Eighty Seconds." <laughs> Go go so, on. <laughs> yes, this is Tom Brevoort basically explaining how we we got to this point. Somewhere in the multiverse, uh, some event has happened, and that event has triggered uh, a series of intersections. That event being uh, DC's New Fifty Two <laughs> between universes. Two parallel universes will intersect at a given point, and that point is always the Earth. Uh, and that during that point of intersection, which is called an incursion, uh, within eight hours, one of a number of things will happen. I it wouldn't if I had my goddamn killbot, but... Wow, it sounds nothing at all like Crisis. Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there, 
Nobody does anything, in which case the two Earths collide, or something happens to eliminate one of the two Earths, in which case the remaining Earth passes through the empty space, and both universes are fine. Um, having become aware of this, uh, the Black Panther uh, reformed the Illuminati, the consortium of the smartest uh, and savviest. Uh... Yeah, smartest and savviest, and he mispronounced both Illuminati and consortium. Well, that's because he's not in the Illuminati. You're creeping me out. I know. This goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Characters in the Marvel Universe to try to figure out what to do about it, to try and get to the bottom of what is causing it, and to put a halt to it, if in fact they could. And so far, they can't. <laughs> so far, they have not, uh, and have progressively been getting backed further and further uh, into a corner uh, in terms of when uh, somebody amongst them uh, is going to have to cross a line in order to safeguard uh, their Earth and their universe against a completely innocent but uh, nonetheless threatening universe that is coming at them. You know, he, he says get to the point where somebody has to make a call. We've, we've already got Namor, or, or at least up until recently. I don't want to spoil stuff going on. Namor's not really involved anymore <laughs> for reasons that he did not choose. But Namor and Doctor Doom and... Yeah, you know, all making the ultimate, just wiping universes out left and right <laughs> to keep the 616 alive. So we're well past the point of somebody making a difficult call. But I, I, I think I was aware of at least that much. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, it's uh, and then, yeah, the, the big thing with with ultimate, we'll do one more sound clip, at least for the moment. The ultimate universe, the Marvel universe, they're going to smash together. Um, imagine them as two pizzas. Imagine when two universes love them so love each other very very much. Back <laughs> together, you're gonna have all new toppings. Some toppings are gonna drop off. You're gonna yell about some that are missing. You're gonna love the new ones that are there. He's not talking about sex the way I was, was he? No, he's talking about pizza. <laughs> uh, and that is the Marvel universe moving forward. It's more than just the Marvel universe and the Ultimate Universe. It's all the universes you can imagine. Uh, that's it. This is it. This is the Marvel universe moving forward. I mean, I don't want to be sacrilegious or nothing, but if I order ham and pineapple on my pizza, I want ham and pineapple on my pizza. I don't want it on the floor. If you order ham and pineapple on your pizza, you are the worst fucking person <laughs> in the world. That's... You're right. That also needs jalapeno. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm good with the ham part, but no, then just all pork product. What? This is not a pizza show. Why the fuck are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. I blame Axel Alonso. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Why not? <laughs> And I'm sorry, when you throw two pizzas together, it's a fucking calzone. It's true. The ultimate calzone. Or it's a stuffed pizza. Secret calzones. Stuffed secret calzones. Now I want a calzone. I want to write a comic about a calzone. <laughs> you need an artist. No, I need to be able to write something that's any longer than a dick joke. And you that's probably write a dick joke about a calzone. Yeah, but not 24 pages worth. <laughs> You'd be surprised. So, all right. So, Ultimate Universe is going. That's... The big thing. There's obviously other stuff going on here, but... The... But they've been trying to kill the Ultimate Universe for so long now. <laughs> yeah, both through active and uh, sort of passive means. But yeah, this is finally it. I think for the last two or three San Diego Comic-Cons we've gone to, there's been some big event that looks like the end, and yet it yeah. limps along for a while. Three or four years ago was United We Stand, yep. and Captain America had to become president to save everything, and then Galactus came in to eat new jersey yeah and apparently get indigestion and fuck off because all new jersey got... yeah <laughs> so hey when <laughs> when kitty pride can stop galactus galactus is he just he's done with the fight <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I ate Bayonne, and I think I'm going to leave anyway. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you feel like you won this one, but I got to go and lie down for a while. Well, it is a it is a state where they deep fry their hot dogs. All right, I'm willing to move. <laughs> that sounds all right to me. <laughs> I mean, so how do we feel about losing the ultimate universe? I, even though it has been coming for a while, it's yeah. only been it's been a matter of time for probably four or five years. I I think I am okay with it since I at this point have stopped reading most of it. Well, there's really almost none left at this well, point. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, it's it sort of limped along, and like I was following you know, Ultimate X Men for a while, and then it was just like, eh, just kill it, <laughs> just well, kill it. I'm, I'm gonna miss Ultimate Spider Man. But he's gonna find his way into this new universe. You know he is. Yeah, I know. But I've got a soft spot for both the original title and the Miles Morales version. I mean, the original title was really at its best when it was running sort of opposite J. Michael Straczynski's run yeah, on Amazing Spider-Man. That's true. And his run on Amazing was all over the map. Some of it was really good, and some of it was, oh, really? Gwen Stacy, fuck Norman Osborn? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so while you could say, all right, I'm going to check out of this arc that Straczynski's doing, you could always go back to Ultimate Spider-Man, and it was consistently for four or five years. Yeah. You know, just solid Spider-Man stories. That even though it was taking place in a different universe. And I'm always going to have a soft spot for it because the death of Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe was so good a story. It was. And so moving. I mean, after he died, the issue where they had the memorial service and that little girl who Peter had saved who asked Aunt May, are you Spider-Man's mommy? Do you need a hug? Oh yeah, gone. that's that's about as close to tears as a comic book has gotten me in my adult life, anyway. So, no, I I don't disagree. It, that's that's up there with, with some of the all time great writing. Yeah, and Miles, yeah, Miles Morales has always been solid. I, I think all the considering he was born in two thousand eleven, and by then, uh, Ultimatum had already happened, and the Ultimate Universe was basically already turned into shit. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things that were going on that that character had to be involved with, like the United We Stand crap and mm -hmm. Spider-Man Goes Fight Galactus, I think were detrimental for that book as good as it is being as good as it could be. Right. So, well, which is where, in theory, maybe this kid will get the storylines that he deserves with a streamlined universe. Yeah. So it... Hopefully Bendis Bendis had better stay on the character. <laughs> yeah, give him his own book in the six one six. It's not going to be the six one six anymore. It's just going to be the whatever. The, the, all right, the one. Yeah, <laughs> better not be two because then we'll have to call it the Deuce. <laughs> the Marvel Marble Deuce. Marvel Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> you you'll smell us coming. The all new Marvel Deuce. <laughs> But uh, fine, whatever the fuck they call it. I, I think we'll wind up calling it the 616 the same way the DC Universe is always just a, or Marvel, whatever. The habit of saying 616 is going to take a while to break. True. But, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, the Ultimates was really influential, but that was really just about the end of the Ultimate Universe being a really viable overall property. Yeah. I mean, after that, it really became, you know, creators just sort of fucking around in this sandbox where 
you know, people said, yeah, man, you kill somebody in the ultimate universe. Yeah, go right ahead. They'll stay dead. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. For some reason, Magneto can create a tidal wave, even <laughs> though he's got magnetic powers. Uh, because of Ultimatum, I firmly believe the ultimate universe should end with ultimate Peter Parker and Miles Morales and Matt Murdock and all the characters who got killed during Ultimatum testifying against Jeff Loeb and the fucking hog. That was such <laughs> a bad story and ruined. The Ultimate Universe was kind of shaky before that anyway, but yes. that really just sort of, let's just throw dirt on it. I think we're done with it. So. So. But even with that, if the big thing everybody's talking about with Secret Wars is we're mashing the Ultimate Universe and the Marvel 616 together, part of me is wondering why they're even bothering to do this, if that's one of the major goals. Because... Because, we, well, it it just screams of trying to streamline shit down so that the current big writers and architects can play with... um just the characters they want to play with and do away with all of the other extraneous stuff that has shown up. Now you've got a couple of different versions of Cyclops running around in this universe. Now you got young Jean Grey back. Now you got Wolverine dead. Now you got Peter Parker and potentially a Miles Morales. <laughs> but you can get around all that shit. And, they, and they've even recently have gotten around some of it. Like well, you can, but at the same time they've had, and, and I think, I'll, I'll say it again. I've said it before. They've had such a hard on for event comics to the exclusion of just telling some good stories for a while that they've just got a lot of stupid shit that doesn't need to be in their universe that could easily be excised with with no ill effect. Well, give me some uh, give me some other examples. For example, um, they had. All of the crap that came about because of of fear itself. So now you've got, um, like world breaker crap that's still sort of waiting in the wings to be utilized. Well, it's <laughs> it's still waiting in the wings, but to the credit of Marvel, and while I generally really like Matt Fraction's books, fear itself I think was just such an abysmal mess and failure. You really haven't seen anything tied to that since maybe a year later. But it's there. <laughs> it, it's there, but it's like spider ham. You know? <laughs> it's there and, until somebody really needs it. Otherwise, yeah, it's sort of off there. It just feels like this is this is really good opportunity for them to do away with some storylines that were less than successful for itself. And <laughs> Yeah, but but my potential and I'm I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Part of me there's a little part of me that's excited to see this because i've said before you know i was prime time i was 16 years old 15 years old when crisis on infinite earths happened and it really felt exciting and well executed and we'll we'll talk a little bit about how the execution is really gonna tell whether this is gonna be really good or not but there's part of me that's excited for yeah this could all be new again but at the same time that and i'm partially just playing devil's advocate here marvel has always been able to just sort of push the shit aside that it's okay that was a bad idea and we're just going to make that not have happened mm -hmm. you know, spider clones we heard nothing about them for 10 years until we hit that 
you know, it takes 10 years for nostalgia to kick in. Or if you're at DC for uh, the writing enema or whatever the hell the Dio calls it. Right, the writing <laughs> enema. But even that, that's once every 10 years. So, <laughs> But no, it's uh, look at VH1. Okay. In the late 90s, we got I Love the 80s. It's 10 years back is where the nostalgia starts. Yes. So Spider-Clone was a miserable failure and Marvel declared bankruptcy and they asked Bob Harris to find the door on his own because there was nobody left to show it to him or ask him not to let it hit him in the ass on the way out. <laughs> and yeah, they just sort of put Peter Parker back in and let's get Straczynski in and try to recover this and we'll just pretend none of this ever happened. Yes. Until about 10 years later when people started to, uh, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. And then we started getting Kane and... Yes, you know, now Scarlet Spider and... Yeah, now we've, now we've got Spider-Verse and we flat out had Ben Riley yeah. in one of the books this week. That's right, we did. So Marvel's always been able to say, all right, this didn't happen. We'll find a way around it. For things that happen in their other universes, they've never been particularly shy about just saying, all right, we're just going to move it in. Yeah, with Spider-Men, mm-hmm. the, the limited series in 2012, they laid the groundwork for Miles Morales to come to the 616. Yeah. With Spider-Verse going on right now, he could just say, uh, my mom's dead, and uh, I'm having problems with my dad. I don't think I'm going to go home. I I don't disagree with with where you're going with this, but you know, and, I, and I've beat this horse in in other episodes of this show. Given how much they're ramping up the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this just feels like it's a really great opportunity for editorial to clear the decks so that going forward, all titles reflect what you're going to find in the movies, and then one feeds the other. Well, it's funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> because Cause that makes me less excited than, than if they were doing this for the, the purposes of just pure storytelling clarity. That was one of the things that I initially thought when I started watching the press conference. It was, yeah, this is prime time. Everything is just the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, and we'll just go forward with that. But I got more audio from Axel Alonso swearing that's not the truth. You ready? But it all started with publishing. It all started in the comic book page. Um, you know, we, many people will ask, you know, we try to get locked up with the studios. No, we, we tell our own stories. Uh, this is exactly what we're doing right now. You will be shocked by the chances we're willing to take with this story. We tell our own stories. We don't do reboots. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my first note uh, where I put the note where to find this audio is bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's certainly they, I can't imagine that we'll come out of this and see a Marvel universe that is further away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe than it currently is. We tell our own stories. We're totally not spiking the Fantastic Four for any reason that has to do with the movies whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that possibility. That, <laughs> although I can't imagine they get rid of the Fantastic Four completely. Eh. But, but it, I mean, that's the other thing. That, that audio I played earlier where he said, this is the end cap on these stories. I mean... This is the house that Stan and Jack built in the 60s. Yeah. You know, certainly they can do Secret Wars and say, okay, these are the new origin stories. I guess it makes it easier for them not to say thanks, Jack Kirby, in uh, <laughs> Black Panther. This is the end cap to these stories, and, and now we're looking forward to a new generation of stories. No, we haven't used the word mutants ever. Um, they're inhumans, 
and <laughs> and it, it was all um terrigen mists uh has absolutely nothing to do with evolution <laughs> i just want to suck the joy out of everything <laughs> oh did we mention that there's an inhumans movie coming out <laughs> Oh, I don't think we'll be able to get away from that for a while, but... <laughs> Have you seen our show at Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> so, yeah, certainly this is an opportunity for them to bring the Marvel comics closer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, yeah, he swears that's not the case. You know, that's not the overriding factor, but it's something that they could do. But if this is really going to be the end of, yeah, the the house that Stan and Jack built, I mean... There's going to be stuff that you said it yourself with, uh, you know, the world breakers mm -hmm. and everything from fear itself. What do you want to see written out of Marvel history? Like you've got a chance now. Oh, the shit that I, I wish I'd never read that. What, what do you want to see excised? Three words. Brand new day. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think you're thinking one more day. Whatever it is where they decided that Peter and, and Mary Jane were no longer married, I want that shit out of there. In fact, I, I want that whole concept excised from this universe. Well, there there is going to be one of the universes on Battleworld. We'll talk about Battleworld in a minute. That will be the universe where Peter and Mary Jane are still married. I want them to do away with the foolishness that characters who get married can no longer have viable stories. Well, <laughs> we're not married, and our, <laughs> so our story stays fucking viable. Nobody wants to see old people. It's not the years, right? It's the mileage. So, oh, who gets fucking old in comics? All right, you got a valid point there. <laughs> but No, but seriously, like, put that shit back. You know, let them stay married. See, let... I'll argue the point with you. One more day is an abominable fucking story. It is terrible. <laughs> it completely violates almost every idea of Spider-Man that you can... Spider-Man and the people in his life. I'm going to give up my marriage to save Aunt May. Aunt May would... Particularly the Aunt May, as written by Straczynski, who knew that Peter was Spider-Man and understood the risks that were there, mm -hmm. you know, she would gladly have sacrificed her own life for Peter's happiness. She, yeah. She'd have walked in front of a bullet to save either one of them. She'd been 75 years old for 90 years. She was ready to go. <laughs> exactly. And you know, for Peter to make that sacrifice and to make it in the way he did, you know, I'll make a deal with the devil. Yeah. It's it's abominable. It's terrible. That said, some of the stories that came out of Brand New Day and Dan Slott's writing on Spider-Man have generated some pretty damn good stories. Not every one of them, but generally pretty good. It was really a shot in the arm that Straczynski tried to give, and in certain stories really was able to, you know, and in others... It's a problem that I have. We're going to talk about the latest Spider-Verse book. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Moreland and all that shit I could live without. I could live a long and fulfilling life without JMS ever having asked the question, what if the spider was looking for you? All right, well, on on, on related spider stories that we don't ever need to hear from again, um, Gwen and Normie's spider goblin babies, um, that can go away. It can, but that's another example <laughs> of a story that everyone has sort of conveniently said, you know, yeah, 
they're back issues. You can go buy them, but we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> until somebody does. Like, that's just it, though. Like, they, they sit there until somebody gets it in their head. You know, we haven't explored this in a while. Well, and... it's 10 years, and I've got an itch that, that only Norman Gwen can scratch. <laughs> let's, let's. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Norman Gwen scratching an itch. I agree with you. The story was shit. <laughs> but they sort of made it effectively go away on its own. But in its own way, that's a perfect reason to sort of pare stuff down. Uh, yeah, those few weeks that Gwen spent across the pond opened up the possibility for somebody like JMS to say, oh, you know what would be cool? <laughs> no, it's not fucking cool. It's, it's not. The not. only cool <laughs> thing about it was the art in that story. But Yeah. Um, One thing I'd make go away, Wolverine origin. Make James yeah. Howlett sleep with the fucking fishes. That was an absolutely terrible story it has really added nothing to wolverine except to demystify him over the years and just give him this awful history and part of that was you know that came out in 2000 right after joe quesada took over and it was one of the few and this is when quesada was on the internet such as it was at the time screaming uh i challenge uh i challenge todd mcfarlane to do uh, spawn spider-man with me and <laughs> it, so it was one of the stories I could do this and get a whole lot of press real quick. And I don't blame them for that. But if we got a chance to chuck it, let's fucking chuck it. Yeah, no, that that could definitely go away. Um, I would rather, <clears throat> especially if they're going to have the opportunity to bring back a Wolverine from some other universe who may have a murky past because he's not the 616 proper's Wolverine. Um, yeah, let's go back to having a Wolverine with a murky past. And yeah, now that said. I want to keep Weapon X. Yes. Weapon X by Barry Windsor Smith is a killer story. And it just tells you just enough. Because you know, we already knew there was a Weapon X and they gave him adamantium. This just sort of fleshed out, yep, and here's how that moment went. Still tells you nothing more about Logan except, you know, oh, he was a cop. You can ignore that part of it if you want. I would I would like to see uh, the older current incarnation of um, Cyclops go away. Yeah, you you got the younger one. Maybe we can do better this time. He'll be less annoying. Cyclops is irretrievably douched at this point. Yeah, <laughs> he's just broken. <laughs> yeah, let's start over with I. I've said before on this show, you're the X Men person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on this team. I'd be okay with wiping out all the X-Men stories after Claremont's run. Let's stop at like 1991 or, or 90. B before anybody at Marvel heard or could pronounce or understood the name Liefeld, <laughs> call that a hard, fast line in the sand and just anything. Well, I, but at the same time, this is where I make the argument, but Joss Whedon's run had some really good stories. True. But even he focused on really the core team that was around in the yeah, 80s. But I'm just saying, like, you know, be be careful what you wish for there, because there have been some good stories that have been told since. Uh, look, not every excision needs to be with a chainsaw. Fine, we'll, we'll go with a scalpel. <laughs> we'll cut, like, construction paper art in third grade. We'll cut around the cool little drawing <laughs> over here. But, yeah, everything around that can go. And I think, you know, they've they've done some stuff with um morrison's run on new mutants that that has been worthwhile 
um, and and carried along. Oh, you mean new his new X Men? Well, it was it's I think it started as New Mutants or became New Mutants. I forget to tell point. you the truth. Um, I'd have to go back and look. We have the books somewhere. <laughs> yeah, in storage. We'll have to get more of the trades. <laughs> um, I. But at the same time, I again in their zeal to turn everything into events. They just started taking characters in some real extreme directions in the last five to seven years where, yeah, the ir- irredeemably douched <laughs> is is the kindest thing you can say about some of them. Yeah. Oh, one of my notes I got here is I'm fine if we can get rid of Iron Man being a douchebag forever. Yeah. 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 He's been a scum at least for two big chunks of the last 10 years. He is right now in Superior Spider-Man. And while he's a superior well- Superior Iron Man. Superior Iron Man. So there's too goddamn many superiors. <laughs> Everything at Marvel is superior or all new now. And I can't fucking keep track of it. Superior Iron Man. It's a reasonably well-written scumbag, but it doesn't mean he's a fun character I want to spend yeah. you know, 10 or 15 minutes on the toilet with. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, Civil War, where the only way it even works is if if he's just... <laughs> Behaving extremely. <laughs> yeah, basically a, a profiteer on a terrible tragedy yeah. in Stanford, Connecticut. So, yeah, I'm fine with getting rid... Make him arrogant, make him a little tough to deal with, but... Drive him back to the bottle. Give him a reason for the douchiness other than just being a douche. Well, he's <laughs> he's back on the bottle in Superior Iron Man. But it feels, not... again, contrived. It's like, I can drink now because I want to. Yeah. But yeah, the bottle is not the reason. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's just get rid of it. Make him arrogant. Make him hard to be around. Don't make him villainous, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um. Another thing I could stand to get rid of. Let's kill Norman Osborn again. Yeah. Let's, I like that. As much as I liked uh, Warren Ellis's Thunderbirds run. Bolts. What I say, birds. Yeah. Thunderbolts run. Thunder Thunderbirds. I'm on my second beer. Cut me a break. Things are gonna start to get a little <laughs> shaky. But. Yeah, as much as I like that, that was the only place where I've liked him since he came back to life. And he came back to life to bail Marvel out of the fucking Spider-Clone problem. Right. So if we're going to reboot, then fine. Leave him dead at the moment uh, he faces Spider-Man after Gwen Stacy died. Although based on that audio from before, maybe that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, you know, again, when the pizzas get squished together... Will there be a goblin-shaped topping that finds its way into the gooey mass? Yeah, and I'm not sure how I'd feel if they got rid of the death of Gwen Stacy. Obviously, everybody right now is really enthusiastic about Spider-Gwen. Well, it's it's a couple of things. Um, Yeah, the book did extremely well. I think the book also capitalized on the popularity of Gwen Stacy because Emma Stone was arguably the best part of both of those new reboots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that helped. <laughs> yeah, but and yeah, this may just be the old crotchety. I'm the old man. No, no, you can't get rid of that piece of history. Maybe it's just because I like that piece of history. But I feel like if you're gonna have Gwen back, then you need to have Harry back. You, tell tell the story for real. Show the dynamic. Show how it goes. <laughs> Well, and that's definitely something we should talk about because, well, all right, let's let's get to that a little bit later yeah. on how they might execute this. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, anything else we definitely want to see cut out? Um, I, I think they could do away with the marriage of Storm and Black Panther. That felt like, oh, we have two black characters. Well, they should be married. Uh, yeah, that felt a little tacked on. <laughs> that so. can go away. I, I, I found her relationship with Wolverine less contrived. <laughs> yeah, true. But there are certain things that are obviously going to go away. The death of Wolverine is going to be one of them. Oh, yeah. This will be their way out of it. Uh, what else? What else could go away? Um, you know what? The fucking Red Hulks. Yeah. All of them. You know what? They've never yeah. done a goddamn thing for me. The, the, yeah, that, that just felt like, you know, now everybody has gamma powers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one other, uh, leave Electra dead. Ooh, that's bold. Electra was created by Frank Miller back when he was still writing some damn good comics. Yeah. He was, she was meant to stay dead. He wrote her resurrection, but sort of as a one-off in a graphic novel, Electra lives again. Mm. It wasn't until DG Chichester decided to try to not only resurrect Electra, but bring all of Electra assassin into mm. continuity and try to make John Garrett, you know, who, who killed Ken win the president in that book. Now yeah, let's make that part of the six one six. Get rid of all that. John John Garrett, who recently went out as a babbling psychotic during Marvel Agents of Shield. Yes. <laughs> Self stain. Self stain. <laughs> all right. So, on a reverse tangent, what is absolutely sacrosanct that'll piss you off if they get rid of it? I yeah, I already said I really don't feel like you can I think it would be difficult to write Gwen Stacy's death out of Spider-Man history but the more I think about it it's not really crucial Uncle Ben's death is crucial Gwen's death for a moment in comics history when major characters just weren't killed to raise sort of the narrative stakes of all comics by showing, yeah, we'll actually kill somebody and make them stay dead. I think Jean Grey needs to stay dead. I know that they've got the new, new younger one running around. Right but... here, I got keep Jean Grey dead. I think she served all the purpose she yeah. could ever serve. And even if you know, even if, even if it's like she she has her own brush with the Phoenix Force and goes out, that I think that has to be a fixed point in time. She she implodes spectacularly and and you're, you're going full doctor on this. <laughs> All right, and and that's just the way it is. She's out of the sandbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It's she's done everything she needs to do. Yeah. So, and to that end, also let's let's streamline her her clones and descendants. Yeah. <laughs> We don't need a Madeline running around. We don't need a Rachel running around. We don't need oh, a God. Hope running around. Can Just be done with it. There are other similarly powered characters at this point. The gray line is done. <laughs> <laughs> I want the earth salted. I want to go to her house in the night and piss on the ashes. <laughs> but seriously, it, all of those characters have been, you know, oh, we don't have Jean anymore, but we need something similar and redheaded. Well, it's and this comes with me with you can draw a line in the sand around 1990 or 1991 with the X Men. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, be done with it. So. Oh, and also, um, Rogue and Magneto's on and again, on again, off again shit that that can go away. That's creepy and wrong, and needs to go away. I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about because again, you're the you're the X fan 
of this particular team. All right. So, oh, excuse me, Bear Clock. So, for most of the 90s, Rogue had her her angsty relationship with Gambit, except they could never really touch. Yeah, that can go away too. <laughs> <laughs> um but then it turned out that she Oh, but my share. Just blow on it. Just stare at it real hard, please. Um yeah, it was like Lady Hawk, always always together, ever apart. Um <laughs> You are by far the dumbest, most pathetic piece of maggot eating shit that has ever slid from a human being's hairy ass. I meant that for Gambit. That sounded remarkably <laughs> like I was sending it to you, and that's not the truth. That is honestly <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I believe you. Um, but then they they discovered that she could get with Magneto because something about his powers, like he, they could touch, which meant they could have an actual like intimate relationship. I, I, I don't know. I didn't write it. What? <laughs> what is this fucking Rogue's letter to Penthouse? <laughs> Are the X Men just all about who can fill Rogue? Dear Penthouse, I never believed that this could happen to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, my, my accents are the worst. <laughs> I can't even do a proper like Massachusetts one, and I live here. <laughs> you you can if I get about nine shots into That's you. That's true. Then it starts working. Let's start it! Let's start it. And I say other nonsensical things. <laughs> Anyway, I somehow right. managed to say pistari without pronouncing the R. So, <laughs> pistari! Oh, nah, it sounded like you were having a massive stroke. Don't. <laughs> but, all right, so, so then there was this whole storyline where they were together, uh, R- Rogue and Magneto were together, much to, to the angsty consternation of Gambit, but he understood because they could at least touch. Um, and, and he was off being a ladies' man and, and getting laid any way he could anyway. A lot. He was wrong and you knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he'd still be all angsty because he still wanted Rogue but couldn't have her. This all played out through much of of the Rogue-centric storyline X-Men Legacy. So when did Quicksilver deliver the pizza? (laughs) Did Cyclops come to fix the copier? Well, there were two pizzas and they were squished together. Oh, for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm just horrified listening to this. I certainly don't want to read it again. So yes, I'd be fine with eliminating this from canon. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. It felt like, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that can fucking go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. So, anything else you want to keep that I want to keep? Um. One of the things I, I was thinking was the the death of Captain Marvel. There is certainly yeah. no. There's no risk of the original Captain Marvel coming back. Kelly Sue DeConnick's version of Captain Marvel is just too popular. Yeah, but, that can that can stay. Um, I I would add to that. Um, Ms. Marvel can stay. Um, the new Ms. Marvel. Yeah, that's that's going well. Um, well, it's I a, thought I did think of one other thing I'd like to excise though. Okay. Can the danger room go back to being a room? I don't know. Have you been reading X Factor? She's all right in X Factor. She's banging some one of the members of the team. I can't remember right now. I read the last issue. Hammered. That bothers me. <laughs> Is it Magneto? <laughs> no, and it's not Warlock, who who you would think would be the obvious one. But yeah. I stopped reading X Factor when when they retired Madrox. <laughs> and, and I agree, it was better when Madrox was on it. But Peter David's been doing pretty well, and I know this one is coming in for a cancellation landing. But it's still, it's been not bad. But I could see your point. But again, that was wasn't that part of uh, Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men when that happened? Which one? When danger became sentient, I think so. But 
it bothered me. It's just like, do, do we really need this? <laughs> Can't they just have a room? <laughs> <laughs> they just need a nice room for Magneto to bang Rogue in. <laughs> That's fine. We can... <laughs> This is not a visual medium, and all of these visuals. Yeah, I know your face is all screwed up, like you just took a big hork off a lemon. It's, but pistari. <laughs> oh, oh, you ask? Pistari, pistari. So, gotta start coming up here with my whiskey. <laughs> well, these things can be arranged. So, yeah, I mean, so they're they're gonna use this to bring every piece of every Marvel history in. Is there anything that just doesn't matter? That doesn't matter? Like, in what way? There's one thing I flat out, I don't care if they just pretend it never happened and if it is just not, and I, but I know it's going to be part of it because I saw it in some of Alex Ross's teaser image. Yeah. Was the Shadowline universe. Okay. You know, which was, they tried to do this alternate universe with different, more realistic superheroes <laughs> back in the 80s. And I, I liked like uh, Dr. Zero was one of them. That was not bad, but... They never got any sales, so they went away. And Marvel tried to resurrect it with like a prestige format miniseries. And this is back in the 80s when, mm. if it was thanks to Dark Knight Returns, if it was on prestige format, it would sell. And even that couldn't save this piece of shit. So, I mean, is there anything? It's just, uh, I, I won't even remember it. Uh, well, if I don't remember Although, it. Although, actually, th this probably falls under what do you want to see excised? I want to see Shadowline excised. That was stupid. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think they should find a way to uh, bring uh, Firestar, 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 and Ms. Lion in. Um, specifically, Ms. Lion. I don't think we have enough yappy dogs. That's just because you read the latest issue of <laughs> the latest issue of Spider-Man that ended with Spider Friends. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, we, we Not don't. Lie. We don't need any more. We don't need more goddamn yappy dogs. We don't need any yappy dogs. <laughs> Besides, did we see Ms. Lion like butchered like an animal in <laughs> one of the early, like an animal, butchered like the animal she was? Like the small yippy dog that she is. Yeah, in one of the was. earlier episodes of Spider-Verse? I, 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 probably. Uh, I, but, could, I could be wrong. But there's millions of universes out there. There could be a universe where she's still alive and yipping. <laughs> alive and yipping. Jesus. <laughs> Write, Write that, that one down. down. That's got possibility. So, uh, um, I, I think... I think they need to make some decisions about Sabretooth. If they if we if we hold on to Weapon X and and we find a way to do away with Wolverine Wolverine Origins, can they also somehow streamline Sabretooth? And and some of the um related characters that are in and around Weapon X. Like at this point yeah. Sabretooth has been alternately um a gangster lord he has been uh the lapdog of of viper and and barely of intelligence sometimes like, in the same <laughs> month yeah so can, can we just make a decision on Sabretooth? wolverine's whole history probably needs a good solid enema to use <laughs> i mean see he's yeah wolverine's been a crime boss in madripoor he's gone to hell he was controlled by hydra and he attacked shield and that, yeah, he's been alive since the 1830s and lived on a farm and fought in World War II with and the, the invaders. the surrogate and or actual brother of Wolverine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Sabretooth being part of Wolverine's history, yeah, that whole thing needs to be chopped down. Yeah. If there's a character whose history really needs to get a reboot, it's probably Wolverine. And honestly, I'd like to see them do that with Storm, honestly. 
she's another one who's had a hodgepodge of origin stories where it's just like hey here's a cool thing from one of the various african cultures let's put this in her childhood like <laughs> oh yeah and uh oh she's uh scared of the dark and scared of small places and married and, to princes and she's a vampire and, and and she's a pickpocket and she ran with a african version of of oliver's you know little miscreant thieves you know like <laughs> yeah it, and she was a goddess and she was <laughs> I'll take on faith there's a lot of X-Men who need their history just sort of, yeah, corral them, put them out of their misery and start over. Yeah. Know, give it a full DC Crisis on Infinite Earths. Here's <laughs> issue one. Yeah. The rest of it never happened. That would be a good choice. All right. So we've talked a lot about the potential consequences of Secret Wars. We have not really talked about the series itself and how it's going to play out all right so basically the, the way it's going to go and and they're you probably know from some of the news stories on this when the universes collide they're going to end up with one big planet that they're calling battle world and i imagine it's named that way because of the free cuddles and hand jobs you get when you show them your passport I... now that would be an interesting comic it would be. Will for... that be under the Max imprint? I don't think they even have that anymore. It's it's possible. <laughs> it, it'll all take place in the danger room with Magneto and with Rogue. Okay. Don't look at me like that, goddamn. No, I just had a thought. I'm like, you know, in, another thing that they could stand to, and they've kind of already done it. Punisher. Let's let's bring Punisher back to basics. Also, <laughs> even that's another example of you don't really have to, because Garth Ennis did that when he took it over in the 90s with Welcome Back, Frank. But if they could do that going forward consciously at this point. <laughs> and I suppose it's an opportunity to pull the plug on it and say, oh, he's a, you know, Jesus, even Gulf War One veteran as yeah. opposed to Vietnam, because, yeah, the Punisher's pushing about 75 They don't age! Point. See? <laughs> yeah. That's what I like about my vigilantes. I get older, they stay the same age. Jesus. <laughs> but... Um, it, it would be a good opportunity to do that, and they probably should give it a little tweaking anyway. Yeah. But, so yeah, everything is going to collapse into this thing. Battle World, I have yet more audio. Here's uh, Tom Brevoort on uh, what Battle World is going to be. Battle World uh, essentially is uh, the detritus that's left over after... Uh, the destruction of the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe, and it is the uh, the, the little melting pot uh, in which the new Marvel Universe will be created. Will be for detritus and pot. That's the new Marvel Universe fermented. Um, that uh, all the the bits and pieces and dribs and drabs, all the little sections uh, of Earths that were within those incursion zones, those little areas where it's intersected, all those little pieces have remained. Uh, and they will be fused into a single gigantic organism, which is Battleworld, uh, in which uh, various characters will uh, live their lives uh, and uh, contend with this new situation uh, and will set up all of the building blocks and all of the bedrock of what the new Marvel Universe will be uh, you know, from that point going forward. And there will be conflicts and fighting. Imagine that. <laughs> ah, conflicts and fighting. And Deadpool and Jimmy Chungus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, somehow I think Deadpool's going to come through this okay. Yeah. Deadpool will be the psycho pirate of the Marvel <laughs> reboot. The only one who remembers what happened before. That would be awesome, actually. And he's the only one who it could be and frankly should be. 
He's, he's been the only one to see through the fourth wall for a long time. So yeah, Deadpool. The psycho pirate of it, or the, the as they started to go into the new 52, the, the booster gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely has to be Deadpool. Yeah. That would be awesome. But... Do you hear that, Axel Alonso? <laughs> you leave Deadpool's mind alone. <laughs> it's been stirred enough. <laughs> but, all right, so... Yeah, Marvel has come out with, and, and this one's been out for a while, a teaser tra- trailer for Secret Wars that shows some of the titles they have coming out dropping onto a map. They've also come out since this press conference with an interactive map where you can go through and click all the countries and see what they are. Now, most of them are not filled in yet. Um, but yeah, you can go take a look at that map. It's at marvel.com, whack uh, Secret Wars. Yeah, you were looking at it the other day. It looked kind of like uh, Stratego. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you can get, at, at least now, all the countries have been named. Uh, the, so there's there's 43 different nations on Battleworld. A couple of them right now, like I said, they've all been named, but a couple of them have just been named classified because there's going to be some. And some of them seem to be named after previous storylines, like there was a, S- a Spider Island. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me get to that in a second. All right. Um, but yeah, I got... Another piece of audio. Here's Axel Alonso on what the purpose of all this is. You know, besides money, 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 get money, money, get bitches, make money. <laughs> the Marvel Universe is battle world, and and every world we're going to introduce you to, uh, all of which will be familiar. And we'll have some slides to show this. Um, every single piece of this world is a building block for the Marvel Universe moving forward. None of these stories are else worlds or what ifs or alternative reality stories. They're not set in the past or the future. They're not set in an alternate reality. They are set in the reality of the Marvel Universe. And all of them will have legs. Uh, when the stories will not end and you'll go, well, whew, that's over. All of them will have legs. They will import new things into the Marvel Universe moving forward. So, yeah, if you didn't understand all that, just feel free to read. Marv Wolfman's introduction to Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's the same goddamn thing. So, destroy Marvel Universe, question mark, question mark, profit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I've, I've got a list of, of some of the, the countries here. And again, you can look at this interactive map at marvel.com slash secret wars. Um, some of the countries are matched up in the trailer, but not on the map. Uh, not everything is on the map yet, but some of them you can make an educated guess. Mm-hmm. So, we've got Greenland... And that's going to be Planet Hulk. Okay. That, that was on the trailer. Uh, Dystopia, which is right next to Greenland, that's going to be uh, Hulk Future Imperfect. Okay. Uh, Domain of Apocalypse, that's the Age of Apocalypse mm-hmm. one. Something called Egyptia, I don't know what that is. And that one I really don't have a good guess for. Uh, Technopolis, that's going to be Iron Man's uh, Armor Wars mm. from the 80s. Uh, Spider Island, yeah, that's Spider Island, go fucking figure. <laughs> Uh, the Regency, I'm not sure why they call it that, but that, according to the trailer, is going to be where Spider-Man's Renew Your Vows, where he's still married to Mary Jane. Mm. Uh, that's where that's going to land. Okay. Uh, King James England, that's not listed, but that's got to be the 1602 universe. Right. Uh, Weird World, not sure what that is. The best I can figure off the top Mox. of my head. <laughs> well, no, we've seen Obnoxio the Clown from Crazy Magazine. Oh, Weird, crazy, maybe. maybe. Uh, we've got Kunlun. That's going to be Iron Fist. Yep. Uh, Utopolis. And that's not listed, but I figure that's got to be X-Men's Utopia. <laughs> because we need more of that. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. But that's my best guess. New Mars. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Higher Avalon. That's going to be Captain Britain. Okay. 
uh, Arachnia, which is not listed. You'd think it's got to be something with Spider-Man, even though we've got Spider-Island mm. and we've got the Regency. Maybe this is where all the Spider-Verse Plays characters yeah. show up. Uh, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my first instinct was, Jesus, God, no! But uh, apparently this is where Avengers versus X-Men is going to drop. Oh, good. Uh, Eye of Agamotto. That's not listed, but thankfully I am not stupid. <laughs> that will be where Doctor Strange lands. Yes. Uh, now, in Manhattan, it's listed as Adelon, so that's going to be the invaders. Right. But it has three subsections listed. There's Marvel 616, mm -hmm. Marvel 1610. Now, Earth 1610 is the ultimate universe. Right. But there's also Monster, Monster Metropolis, which is not listed, but it's shown as under Manhattan. Mm. So I'm guessing Fin Fang Foon will be back to put us into his pants. <laughs> Just stab it in the dark there. Uh, the War Zone, that's going to be where Civil War takes place. Yep. New Quack City, it's not listed, but we already know about Chip Zdarsky's Howard the Duck yep. reboot, so that's got to be that. Far East, I'm not sure what that is. Uh... <laughs> I might have guessed Iron Fist, except we've got Kun Lun. But so. it might be some of like... Shang-Chi. Yeah, or related Wolverine-type stuff, Silver Samurai, Hand. Yeah, that's possible. So yeah, that that's a possibility. Uh, Valley of Flame, that's not listed. If I had to put a dollar on it, I'd guess Original Human Torch, Toro. Please, please, oh please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Hydra Empire. I wonder what that is. I think that is where Captain America will live. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Duh. Um, 2099. Gee. <laughs> Actually, that's where Obnoxio the Clown. What? Yeah, that's going to be the 2099 <laughs> universe. Hala Field. That's that's not listed, but considering Hala is the seat of the Kree Empire. Yeah. Captain Marvel's a pilot, so mm. Hala Field, I'm guessing that's Captain Marvel. The uh, Monarchy of M, that's going to be House of M. Mm -hmm. Sentinel Territories, that's Days of Future Past. Yep. Uh, the Wastelands, according to the trailer, that's going to be where Old Man Logan lands. Hmm. Mutopia, it's not listed. Uh, kind of fucking up my theory about Utopolis. Maybe that's X-Men Utopia. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Westchester, uh, trailer shows that's going to be the X-Men 92. Okay. Uh, Killville, it's not listed. My first thought was that's where Avengers Arena would land. Yeah. But the very next thing listed is Arcadia, and Arcade yeah. was the villain who ran Avengers Arena. So I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's one or the other. Hmm. Uh, I've got Bar Sinister. I guess that's where the bar is. Or that's where Mr. Sinister winds up. I just really want to go we to a bar. We haven't seen him in a while, so. Yeah. The, that's the only thing I could think of was, was yeah, Mr. Sinister. Uh, Limbo. It's not listed, but Limbo is part of Doctor Strange's continuity, so maybe mm -hmm. other mystic characters. Uh, Deadlands, I have no idea what that is. Maybe that's where the zombies will show up. Well, no, because Perfection is where Marvel Zombies versus Age of Ultron is going to be. Oh. Uh, New Xander. Now, uh, yeah, that's going to be Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Uh, and then The Wall, I have no idea what that is. That's where John Crow is. Snow, John Snow, and the crows. No, for Christ. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're going to bring in Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire, get the damn name right, or I'll never figure it out. I, I misspoke. <laughs> you said Thunderbirds instead of. 
I know, but I have a bunch of empty beers here. <laughs> I've got a goddamn reason. Um. So yeah, what matchups do we want to see here? Because they're saying here there's going to be conflicts, there's going to be fights. What fights do do you want to see? We're gonna see Planet Hulk versus the Maestro Hulk from Future Imperfect. They're right next to each other. Right. You know, of course, there's gonna be a war between Hulks. Oh, because well. because they're right next to each other. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine if Canada weren't so polite and drunk, we'd be at war all the time. Well, if they're bringing back bringing back the the Planet Hulk stuff, then I would hope that the outcome is that that one wins versus the one next door to him, and that he gets to keep his wife with him this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's earned it. <laughs> I, I don't think either one is going to survive all of this to become, <laughs> you know, Gladiator Hulk is not going to be the Hulk of the ongoing Marvel Deuce universe or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> but that would definitely fight. It, no more than the insane maestro from Peter David's Future Imperfect is going to be the Hulk yeah. forever. But we'll definitely see him fight. And frankly, I could see a fight between Old Man Logan and Maestro because the version of the Hulk and Old Man Logan is really pretty close to what we wound up with there. Well, yeah. There there should be at least one Wolverine Hulk throwdown in this. Yeah. Just for old time's sake. Yeah, And if I'm right about Utopolis or Mutopia being X-Men Utopia, I wouldn't mind seeing a war between that and uh, the House of M. Right. Was it the, the monarchy... Yeah, which is supposed to be all of the M-Day stuff, right? Yeah. Huh. I mean, any other just overall Marvel fights? The sad thing is, when it came to... One of the things was the city, and the only thing I could think of was the tick. (laughs) If we could actually get the tick in there, I'd want to see the the House of Quack. That would be all right. Fight the Howard, Howard the Duck versus the tick. That would be all right. It would be. We'll never see we'll it. We'll never see it, though. Um, I don't know, because I'm torn, because I've already seen so many throwdowns in, in the various contrived events that I, I don't know, honestly, what I would want to see at this point. Well, that's kind of the problem, and, and I was thinking of that, particularly when it comes to the Marvel Universe. All the good hero-on-hero throwdowns have been done. Yeah. We've seen the Hulk fight the thing. We've seen Wolverine fight the Hulk. We've seen, seen Captain America fight Iron Man. We've, yeah, we've seen seen Spider Man fight Wolverine. It's this is well trod ground. Thor and Loki throw down every other week. And <laughs> where you get bang for your buck is interuniversal fights. But even then, we've seen all over the place. I mean, who do we want to see Miles Morales fight? Norman Osborn. <laughs> We saw him fight Norman Osborn from the Ultimate Universe, like, <laughs> maybe two months ago. Uh, I don't know. Has he taken on Doc Ock yet? <laughs> Actually, I don't think so, but Doc Ock right now is fucking superior Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. There is no Doc Ock. Yeah, but he wants to go back to being Doc Ock. You know he does. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, but... Um, but that doesn't mean that a Doc Ock from some other universe wouldn't show up that... <laughs> yeah, I mean... But I mean, who else? Doctor Zero from Shadowline fights Doctor Strange. Yeah. Nobody cares about Doctor Zero. Pretty sure he's losing that fight just for that reason alone. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be kind of you know fun and goofy to watch stuff play out, but I, I don't know. It just seems. 
it seems like they're going out of their way to drag this out for months and months when it could be something that could be streamlined much sooner. You know, if, if these worlds are coming together, why do they have to coexist side by side and fight it out? Why can't one just cancel out the other? And oops, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. The only fight I could think of that would be really awesome just on a visual sense is we've got Iron Man's Armor Wars from the 80s. Have yeah. them fight X-Men from 92. Call it the mullet apocalypse. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm writing down the mullet apocalypse. There you go. But I mean, that was sort of my final question on this. Do we even really want this? Because there's a million ways this can go sideways. And... To bring it back. <laughs> but they also did something similar to this um, as they were going into uh, Flashpoint, where it was, you know, various alternate universe DC characters fighting it out until all of a sudden it didn't matter. And then it was boom, poof, it's the new 52. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so how high stakes are any of these fights? Well, and that's the thing. We've got all these countries in air quotes and battle world. Um <laughs> Like I said, there's a million. I I looked up. I spent a good 15 minutes going through all the alternate universes in Marvel. That I wrote some of them down. Earth 58470 is the universe of the Howard the Duck movie. Okay. Earth 58472 is the universe of the Howard the Duck movie comic adaptation. Now, I imagine we'll see both these fellas in the land of quack or whatever the hell it was. So there are two separate universes where Leah Thompson will never age. Yeah. On her. That's good for Leah Thompson. <laughs> Not going to be the greatest comic in the world. <laughs> no, you were talking about Punisher, Earth 58627. That's the universe of the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Well, that one just needs to go. Yeah. So. <laughs> I suppose that'll just be eliminated in the incursion. That'd be fine. Pretty sure that Doctor Strange already just took care of that with a, a hand wave and a thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Earth, Earth 600,043, that's the Earth of the Reb Smith Captain America TV movies. Oh, Jesus. We could see these on Battleworld. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a few more. Uh, take a guess what Earth uh, 28,384 is. Um, It's the, the Earth where all of... The superheroes look like Rubik's Cubes? Nope. That is the universe where Bruce Banner's pants don't stretch. <laughs> I, Somebody had to go and think of this and I, then decided it was canon. I swear to you, I didn't make that up. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, Earth 30,457? Uh, 30,457. That is the universe where Tony Stark has nothing but Camaros. Close. <laughs> that's not close <laughs> it's a universe where jack the ripper was a monkey okay uh this one will strike home for you earth eighty-two thousand eight twenty-five. um the earth where all of the x-men look like they've walked out of flash dance at any given time no but i'm sure that's in there somewhere <laughs> no this is the universe where dazzler becomes a comedian oh right <laughs> Now I want to live there. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Uh, maybe. But and you can. I'll put the link to to all these universes on the show notes. But uh, so yeah, we could see any or all of this crap, and 
with Spider-Verse, we've seen, yeah, throw it all into a mix, and it's been of mixed quality. We'll talk about the latest issue in a minute. Which, which universe is the Marvel Lego universe? I'm sure it's in there. I'm sure it's in there. <laughs> I, I don't know off the top of my head. Because but... everything is awesome there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, does does Lego have any of the Marvel characters? We did just see that movie, and it was all the Justice It was League. all just. I don't know. I don't know if they do. See, not everything is awesome. Lego Battle World. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would totally read Lego Battle World. Yeah. I would play that video. I'd play the <laughs> shit out of that video game. Look, it's Lego Hulks fighting. <laughs> yeah. He pulled his arms off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody get to this. Do it quickly. Do it now. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll show up with my kill bot and I'll start thinking dirty thoughts. Be cute little popping noises and then they, they explode into coins. <laughs> Is this when I destroy them with my killbot if they don't make this game? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get the Kickstarter up before the show goes live. Go fund me. Yes. But yeah, also, when it comes to everything they could chuck in here that could make it goofy or weird or wrong, we have just in the last few years seen the negatives of a reboot just for having the sake of one with the new 52. Right. Now, now if Marvel commits to this, and really makes it a full crisis on infinite earths and really goes full blast with, okay, this is all brand new. So we're going to do brand new origin stories. We're going to get a list talent the same way DC did. You know, we're going to get John Byrne to do a new Superman origin. We're going to get Frank Miller to do a new Batman origin, get serious people and say, yeah, this is all brand new. You could have something potentially really exciting here. Yes. But if they fuck around like DC did with the new 52, where it's, you know, okay, we'll give Superman a new origin, but Green Lantern's been selling. So, yeah, Blackest Night still happened. And, you know, it's I can't imagine it having the kind of impact, like I said, where it was so goddamn exciting when I was 15 years old because it was all brand new. Well, I would hope they would learn would have learned the lesson from the initial success of the Ultimate Universe where they just kept it clean. Yeah. Um, and, and they, they took the same approach here. Yeah. Where, where they had no choice, but to commit. Cause it was all that. Yeah. This is a different universe. Yeah. New Spider-Man, new versions of these characters clearly influenced by what came before. Right. But yeah, if, if they'll take it that seriously, I think they potentially have something very exciting here. Yes. But, if it's just another way to say, oh, we're going to get rid of some crap, and look, here's a last gasp of things. We hope somebody who liked the X-Men cartoon will buy X-Men 92, and then we'll just make it go away. You know, Alonzo's saying they have legs. What I want to see is, it's <laughs> this is the if this is the end, if this is the end of 40 years of stories, like he said, great. Let's start with story number one. Yes. Otherwise, you know, if it's just, you know, oh, we'll just... This giant wiki page of alternate universes, let's just pare that down. That's just not going to work for me. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I guess we won't know until it happens. I hope they bear in mind that enough people have already been burned over the new 52 that they should take care. They've got legacy characters, as DC does, that people care very strongly and deeply about in terms of the history that they've had prior to whatever the these capstone stories they're about to tell. Yep. Well, we're going to see starting in May. Um, I believe it's mid-May that Secret Wars 1 comes out, but 
on Free Comic Book Day, there's going to be a Secret War Zero. It's my last piece of audio from this press conference. Right. So Tom Brevert uh, talking briefly about Secret War Zero on Free Comic Book Day. For Free Comic Book Day this year, uh, we're going to be doing uh, Secret War Zero, which is the prologue, the lead-in. I, ju I just fucking said that, Tom. Hurry up. New story by Jonathan and artist Paul Renault. It's a little bit a primer. If you've read nothing uh, within this short little story, you'll kind of be gotten up to speed as to where everything is uh, in the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe heading into Secret Wars 1. And actually, I, I lied. I got one more piece of, of audio. <laughs> uh, and this is of Axel Alonso on why this is something that comic fans will want to read. All of us love the whole Who's Stronger thing. The whole, the, the possibility of seeing characters, you know, from different universes, from different spheres of the Marvel Universe come together for a big fight. You know, and I think that Alex, the beauty of Alex's piece is it shows you why you should be excited about, about Secret Wars. It's, it's all our universes forced to coexist or not. And the big question is, is there going to be, who's there going to be enough room for? You're about to find out. So, I mean, it sounds like they're committing to this at least for some characters this is the last gasp and maybe it'll all end up with brand new that's i'm really trying to be hopeful for this yeah because again well i i think dc in a lot of ways screwed the pooch with the new 52 crisis on infinite earths rocked my world and maybe i'm a little old to have my world rocked in that way with something as simple as a reboot but i think they got a chance here if they really commit to it and really put and keep A-list talent on it, we could really have something here. We won't know until May. And even then, we won't know until after some of these stories start to play out after that. Well, that's true. And, and with any reboot, you know, you get about a year of really good grace and then shit starts to go sideways. People start mailing waffles to your office. <laughs> what the hell can we mail to Axel Alonso? It depends on who he fucks up. I'd say let's mail him duck breasts to... <laughs> to keep the Howard the Duck movie universe around, but them shit's expensive. Yeah. And besides, I don't need to hear Axel Alonso saying, They got my dick message! So... <laughs> the duck message. The duck message. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> All right. How, how are we doing on time? Oh, gosh. Uh, we're at about an hour and a half. All right. Want to talk a couple of uh, actual comic books Let's that are that. at least in some kind of current continuity? Yes. All right. Which one do you want to start with? Oh, let's... We've been talking Marvel, so why don't we talk about the most recent Spider-Verse book? All right. So we got Amazing Spider-Man 13, uh, the latest chapter of Spider-Verse, written by Dan Slott with art by Giuseppe Comancoli. Mm -hmm. um, more stuff happens. <laughs> um, yep. Yep, it does. It's... I've really been trying to... I'm in a weird spot here. I don't want to say I am beginning to dislike Spider-Verse. Well, it's just, it's dragging. Well, <laughs> it, it's dragging and it's really starting to tip over into my sour spot for crossovers. And the first thing being, I really don't think you can follow this story just by following any one title. Yeah, it's crossing over across Spider-Woman, Spider-Man 2099, and at least two or three other books that are just made up for Spider-Verse. There's Scarlet Spiders, mm -hmm. um, Spider-Verse Team-Up. I think there's one more. So you have to buy all the... And I, I generally have, have been buying all of these, so it's not like I'm confused because I haven't gotten every piece of the story. But yeah, 
fatigue is a, a good word for it. I think an innate problem I'm having at this point is I'm having not just Spider-Man fatigue, but the way this thing is constructed, it's almost like it was built to really almost confuse you on purpose. We've got multiple universes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what's going on in those universes being covered in these completely different books, you know, with just a panel or two, just saying, oh, this guy died. Yeah. And you have no idea what's going on. Oh, spider person. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. Dead. They're all red shirts. All of them. Well, I mean. Literally. Yeah, that's one of the things we've got. (laughs) All these, everyone's dressed like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. There's different variations on it, but the variations are not so much where it's necessarily easy to tell the difference between different versions. The villains, they're all long-haired, dressed like Victorians, and they can clone themselves. So they can show up anywhere and tell them which one is which is just difficult. Now, I'm... I'm generally following Peter Parker, the 616 Peter Parker. I'm generally able to follow where he is and what he's doing. Yes. But the extraneous stuff happening all over the place, it's it's really beginning to get a little bit confusing to me. And again, I've read all of the books. So the bottom line, it's too many books. It's been going on for too long. Too many similar villains and too many similar heroes. You can follow it, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. And it's uh, if you're not buying all these ancillary books, it's got to be almost impossible. I I have not been following all the ancillary books. Um, I I basically figured out what was going on in this issue. There was some stuff that I predicted was going to happen because I haven't read all of these. Like, oh gee, Benji's been kidnapped. Go figure. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. May's brother. Yeah. Um, the infant. The infant. The scion. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it was refreshing to find out that the machine that, uh, let the inheritors clone themselves has been destroyed. That feels like it levels the playing field somewhat. Well, yeah. I and mean, gets us closer to a conclusion. Yeah. But, but that's just it. Can we, can we wrap this bad boy up now? Like, yeah, yeah, this has been going on. It seems like, yeah, Ben Riley came back and he completely hulked out, um, or spidered out or whatever the fuck. No, one that does. wasn't Ben Riley. That was Kane. That was Kane. I'm ben sorry. Riley died off panel in scarlet spiders <laughs> oh okay so maybe i do need to read the other books i don't know yeah, see what i mean it's it's tricky um but it, i don't know all of, all of the women went off even though they weren't supposed to which sort of felt like they were being danger prone daphne um and that kind of irritated me bitches man <laughs> bitches it's like can't, can't they just go do something and be useful and not be throwing themselves into a place where they're being damseled like <laughs> i am a large semi-muscular man i can take it or at least i can explain it <laughs> um it's like i, I don't know like, no i want to go do this th- exact thing i'm not supposed to do <laughs> yeah there was a whole lot of that it wasn't just the women in this it was kane did the same thing <laughs> Yeah, it, there's a lot of running off. It's like, no, I'm going to go save the day. Yeah. Um, it, interesting. The most interesting part of this was something they probably should have spent more time on than they really did because they were trying to accomplish all this other crap. Uh, Peter meeting Uncle Ben in this alternate universe. Yeah. It really would have been more worthwhile if slot could have just trimmed the noise and let's let's just follow this story beat for this issue that was the most 
interesting part of the issue, seeing an Uncle Ben who goes completely against the characterization of Uncle Ben that we really know from about eight or ten panels in a single story in Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah. You know, great power, great responsibility. To see an Uncle Ben who is completely the opposite of that was interesting, but yeah, it was it was all resolved in a single issue. Yeah. You know, another interesting thing was this Uncle Ben having his basically cowardice reversed based on what Doc Ock told him instead of what Peter told him. Yeah, and that bothered me a lot. <laughs> Go on. Well, no, it's just, again, it, they're spending so much time decompressing portions of this, so we're taking 800 friggin' years to get through this story, that when you finally get to something meaningful that could be something really interesting to spend some time on in order to save time so you can tell this other extraneous crap that should have been wrapped up issues ago, you're going to skip to the end by having, you know, superior Spider-Man, you know, say something to the effect of, you know, snap out of it, Melvin, or, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, McFly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have any Back to the Future clips. Um, And, and you know, then then Uncle Ben's like, oh, yeah, gee, you that that's, you know, a good point. Like, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I should probably put the costume back on. <laughs> well, yeah, it did seem a little rushed. And again, I thought it was interesting that it was Ock and not Peter who was able to snap him out of it. But when you want to talk glossed, Doc Ock was basically told, yeah, this, this whole universe uh, was destroyed or this whole Earth was destroyed by <laughs> yeah, because of the version of you that's here. And all we get is a quick, what? from Doc Ock, and then suddenly he's in pep talk mode. And if that destruction was supposed to be a motivating factor for him to step up and feel like he can take on the world, it was not clearly... I don't think it was. I think the motivating factor for him was discovering that this version of Peter Parker is ahead of him in his timeline. So when Peter didn't recognize the hollow girl in the computer that was his his ai yeah he knew that eventually his time as superior spider-man will come to an end so he wants to get through this now so he can go back and figure out how to stop that okay see i didn't pick up on that at all i picked up on the that he realized that somehow peter won at some point in his future that he wasn't aware of but yeah i didn't pick up on that maybe being the motivating factor for i will always get up and try and win that makes a lot of sense now that yeah, you mentioned yeah yeah at this point he's moved 3 steps ahead ben choosing to be a putz is in his way it needs to be resolved so that he can get on with his chess game okay i can buy that i didn't pick up on that yeah. so but that's also why you know he wanted to have like the the last big line and then peter parker oh, that's my fucking book <laughs> i get the big last line <laughs> Yeah, so, of course, that last line was Spider-Friend's cohort. And Miss Lion. <laughs> Miss Lion was not there. It was not there. Yep, yep. Um, so, no, I can buy it. That's why I like talking about these books, you know, during the show with you, because, yeah, you always pick up things that I don't. Sometimes I pick up things you don't, but you're the one with a big, expensive English degree. Yeah. I like, I like to get drunk and read comics on the turlet. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that... I, 
I feel like I'm going to start turning into the kind of person who ends up eventually trimming her pull list down and then just saying to our, our local comic book store owner um, who knows us by name and, and tells us to put the spider ham back in our pants. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll just start saying, you know what? When this event is done, just start giving me the trades. Whoa. Like, Let, let's not get crazy. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Because <laughs> I feel like I would like this better if I just read it in one shot. Like, <laughs> I, I can see that, particularly with certain event comics. Because, yeah, this thing is so spread all over the place. You really need to be buying two, three books a week to keep up with it. And it can be frustrating. Yeah. And also, with so, but the problem is with so many of these Marvel books now, they're all tied into some event. So it's, I, I can't just have a title where I, I can just read it and enjoy it because it plays into, you know, flavor of, of the apocalypse of the week. <laughs> <laughs> there is an apocalypse every week in the Marvel universe. I just want to. I just want to read Dazzler. Yeah, or you know. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Everybody, be cool. You be cool. That's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah, my my point being <laughs> that I can't. Can't I just have like a fun story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. The the way so many titles are tied in to constant events across both of the big two you know, can be really challenging. I think DC is better about that. They have not been recently. Well, yeah, they've been better about it in like the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, they, they had far too long a run between, uh, was it the Pandora War? Trinity War. Trinity War and Forever, Forever Evil. Evil. And, and now they're heading into Convergence, so we have a little bit of breathing space before that shit happens. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's probably good news for what you're talking about. Convergence is going to be two months of, hey man, two shots. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with some tying into each other, but generally it's two-shot books. Right. So kind of a respite from continuity, all very self-contained, unless it turns into its own shadow reboot right at the same time as, <laughs> as god knows we've talked enough about that possibility and well I, that would be funny if as i sort of theorized convergence is going to lead to a streamlining of the new 52 that will happen at the same time as the streamlining uh because it's not a reboot of the marvel universe <laughs> well <laughs> we'll we will see what happens. I will that. see your non-reboot and i will raise you a convergence <laughs> yeah and it's uh, you know what what I probably should do, although I'm not sure we're far enough ahead. I I tend not to comb through and gloss over solicits, mm -hmm. solicitations way ahead, but I'm wondering if we don't have solicitations for after convergence yet that'll give us more of a sense of what's coming up. It's probably worthwhile looking. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, I'm not sure how far we are ahead. You know, I glance at them, you know, particularly if there's books I'm really hyped in, but, yeah, I don't read them on a... Yeah, I don't follow them like the, you know what is it hot stoves baseball press so who's trading <laughs> and i'm not that that kind of a hardcore fan but i should probably see well and also half the time it, it'll say like oh written by so-and-so with art by so-and-so and then you find out like two months later oh that artist is off and this person's on and <laughs> that's true just because something's solicited doesn't mean what is solicited is what you're actually going to see yeah but i'd also feel kind of dumb if we're ranting oh i wonder if it's a closet reboot and it's like no we've got four months worth of solicits after convergence and yeah. it's all the same shit so i should right. take a look at that 
It's not going to happen tonight because I'm going to need more beer and we're going to need it soon. But <laughs> one... I mean, Go ahead. No, um, but I was going to say, you know, overall, I found it enjoyable. But again, this is where I go back to. I I may need to just start reading some of these as trades because I I just if everything is going to continue to be these overblown events, I want to just read it all at once. And I can understand that, but I got bad news for you. You are the co-host of a comics podcast. And if there's a major event we need to be talking about, <laughs> you're going to read that fucking comic book, buddy. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I just, I'm finding with these sorts of storylines at this point that, you know, I, I would rather have a, a moment where I can sort of binge watch it. <laughs> yeah. It, and then and then move on with my life. And I can understand that. And comics have been way ahead of the curve for at least 10 years. It's They've been written to be binge read. Yeah. Yeah, they were written so that when people went into Borders, they would buy trade paperbacks and get something they could binge read. Yeah. Borders no longer exists. <laughs> the The modern version of Borders is either I'm getting trades off Amazon or probably more accurately, I'm getting my comics from Comixology. Yeah. Which really means, yeah, I'd kind of like to see more of a focus on the individual issue matters and it's not necessarily tied into every other goddamn book that we figure we can sell. Right. That said... They got to sell comic books. We might be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you might just be reading the individual issues and buying the trades on the back end like we've been doing for the last 10 years anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. It's, I think that's just sort of where my brain is going with some of these longer arcs that seem to never end. Yeah. And, and I can understand that. God knows I'm beginning to get Spider-Verse fatigue. I haven't turned on it yet, but I, I'm ready to bring it in for a landing. <laughs> One other thing I noticed in this, actually a couple. It seemed like Kane got himself killed awfully fucking quick for a major player who had his own book up until a few months ago. Well, I'm wondering if if he only seems dead. He's mostly well, dead. <laughs> and I'm taking on faith that he's not really dead. Yeah. And I know that in his series, he got killed at some point and went into one of those web cocoons mm -hmm. like Peter Parker did in the other back when Straczynski was writing yeah. it and came back from the dead. So clearly there's a history of Kane being resurrected because it was that process that gave him the whole, oh, I become this horrible looking spider monster when I need to be. Right. He's going to need to resurrect pretty goddamn quick. Well, yeah, I, I think he's playing possum. And and one other thing, I have no love for the spider clone saga. None. <laughs> I hated it when it was coming out. But if we take a step back, Ben Riley was the 616 Spider-Man for a while. You know, and in this, they whack him off panel in another side book. Well, again, I have no love for Ben Riley. It seems a little fucking cold-blooded. I have no love for the clones. I have no... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but it just seemed a little cold to kill a an in canon spider-man maybe battle world's a good thing we could get rid of some of this shit he'll find his way back if it, if he's important to the marvel universe he will find his way back they always do yeah doesn't matter how much you reboot we're, we're looking at a version of uncle ben that is true he may survive all of this <laughs> i don't want to read a spider spider ben comic book i don't want 
want to live in a world where Uncle Ben is alive. <laughs> and in one of the team-up books in the last couple of weeks, we saw Aunt May as Spider-Ma'am. I don't oh. know if you saw that one. Um, no. In fact, I'm, I'm now thinking about Kyle Kinane's uh, bit on repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be making that go away with whiskey later. Make no mistake. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this one? Want to move on to the yeah, next? Let's move on to the next. All right. So... For the fifth fucking time in 15 years, Powers Number 1. Oy. Written by, as always, Brian Michael Bendis, art by Michael Avon Oming. So yeah, uh, in this one, we got Pilgrim off the FBI, back on the city police force. She's written a bestseller about working on Powers cases. At this point, for whatever reason, there are new powered villains popping up all over the place. She catches herself a red ball case. Someone killed a boatload of politically connected people with some power that stopped all their biological functions. Uh, her chief thinks Dina's about one bad afternoon away from turning a McDonald's into a hostage situation. <laughs> Cause she is. <laughs> yeah. Tries to, uh, tries to convince an old friend to come back to the force. But Walker don't want any part of that shit. See, all right, is that is that what this is? Because I wasn't sure if if they were starting from, you know, she's off of the FBI and and back in the precinct, or if they just decided because this is coinciding with the kickoff of the PlayStation series. Nope, this is we're, we're this is year zero, and and no, it's this this takes place after the FBI okay. because Pilgrim's partner who's name escapes me uh, uh sunrise yeah was part of the uh FBI yeah she bureau. seemed familiar yeah, okay she was part of fbi bureau it's just these things come out every like five months whether i want them or not and i lose track of what happens well and that's been a problem with with powers over the years because yeah in 2000 when i was starting to get back into reading superhero comics this was one of the first ones that i picked up yeah now, I think I got like the fourth issue of the Who Killed Retro Girl, Girl arc. Yeah. And it was a simple book at the time. It was basically homicide with superpowers. You got two cops. One of them is a former superhero, which is a smart enough conceit so that it allows the plot to get behind the scenes a little mm -hmm. bit with the superhero community using Walker as a means to do that. And also as a conceit to allow the reader to get a sense of what superheroes are like when they're talking with a former superhero as opposed to just the cops. So it was it was really pretty simple. And I it was one of my favorite books. I still really like it a lot. Yeah, no, but... I, I enjoy it. It's just that given Bendis's uh, other commitments to various titles and projects, it, it doesn't come out regularly enough for me to be able to keep up with it, even though it's on the pulse. It's just by the time the next one comes out, several months have gone by. Uh, yeah. There have been times where it's been like a year between issues. Yeah. You know, starting to treat the book like a side project for whatever reason between these two guys, it makes it hard to keep track of what's going on. It's like the tail end of planetary. <laughs> yeah. But also, <laughs> that is true, but that, that's why I, that one I bought the trade as well as the issues. But, but. It also started to lose the thread with me when it got away from that original, really pretty simple, two basically, yeah, homicide with powers. Yeah. And, and the, the story arc forever, where we saw, turns out 
Christian Walker isn't just Diamond. <laughs> He's been a superhero for since the dawn of humanity, and he just forgot. Because, you know... <laughs> You you spend so so long, you know, walking the earth like Cain. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the very next arc, that's the one where Pilgrim gets superpowers. So it really powers for everybody. Yeah. So it felt like it lost the thread for, and I kept reading it because if you want real Bendis dialogue, like old school Bendis dialogue, this is the book where you get it. Right. I mean, Jesus, the third word in this book was fuck. Yeah. I mean, so. I've always enjoyed it, but it really felt like it lost the thread somewhere along the way. And I liked this issue because it felt like it's back to basics. The same way you couldn't really tell if this was yeah. zero year. Although or... now that you mentioned some things, it's clearer that it's okay. It's it's after the, the FBI years. Yeah. But neither of these characters put any powers on display. You know, we've got a reasonably compelling, just straight ahead murder mystery at the core. We got a new power who looks suspiciously in silhouette like Walker. I noticed that. I'm sure, that's not going to come into play at any point <laughs> in the next few issues. Um, There's another Walker, an evil Walker. <laughs> yeah. But but also, I think he was smart. And I think, yes, he's clearly tailoring this for new readers based on the show he's got coming out on the PlayStation Network in March. Yes. No, hoping that people will see that and then go to the comic store and pick this up. So I think one smart thing he did was this really very much to me has an 80s cop on the edge movie feel to it. It does. It feels like back when the TV show was in development and they originally had Jason Patrick attached to it. Yeah. It's as though Bendis watched a lot of Rush and yeah. said, huh. <laughs> I, I almost got Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, nah, I was quit when I came in here. I'm twice as quit now. <laughs> being forced back into this weird super cop thing. Um, but yeah, it's, he structures this to show that there is history. If you want it, you know, Pilgrim's written this book. We know that Walker's been around, mm -hmm. you know, they, but it's only there if you want to go back and look at it. None of the history of the book, except little pieces like, yeah, Pilgrim's partner, you know, current partner, none of that history really comes into play here. Right. So I, I think he structures it very well so that it's a pretty decent jumping on point. But for a longtime reader like me, it's more, okay, we're back to basics. This is what I really liked about the book Yeah. 15 years ago. And, and I'm glad to see it again. Yeah. And it was nice to see um, him and, and, Oming's interpretation of his scripts back. You know, very detailed, very busy little Easter egg things in there if you're looking. Oh, I love the Easter eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the, the, if you've been reading the book for a while, there's always somewhere in every six issue arc a big walk through the bullpen with just weird shit going on in the background. Yeah. And you know, talking about something that's going on somewhere in the Marvel Universe. And this one, you got a woman saying, How can it be a secret war if everyone knows about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was that. And yeah, with the Easter eggs, I counted Wolverine, Silver Surfer, Ant-Man. I think I saw Beetle. I might have fucking seen Omac. Uh, they're pulling it up now. Yeah, go ahead and dig through that thing. There's, oh gosh. Yeah, there might be an Omac. It's, or, up at the top right, I think, was where I saw the Omac. Yeah, or definitely something with a brother eye-ish. 
yeah, but, helmet. Um, but the other cool thing. Oh, something that looks like Cyclops over in the upper left-hand corner. <laughs> I missed that. Um, there's there's the girl who's wearing the the Robin outfit, like uh, Carrie Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That outfit is in terrible taste, not according to my tips. Yep. <laughs> Just delivering the pizza. Yeah, um, there's something that appears to be a, a furry or a rat or something. <laughs> yeah, I originally thought Rocket Raccoon, but nah, too big. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of, of different... Yeah, there's definitely Silver Surfer. Um, there's something that, that... I don't know, she's got like horns or wings coming out of her head. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, a ton of that stuff. And Oming's art has always been a really good match for this kind of book. Cause he's got that cartoony Bruce, Tim Batman, the animated series kind of style, that classic cartoon superhero look, but it's just juxtaposed with this extreme violence and yeah. gutted victims and just horrible profanity. Again, the third word in the book is fuck. Yeah. It just, it makes the whole package, you know, interesting and it, it makes everything a little more disturbing because if you just look at it it's like oh it's a superhero cartoon what well, no this is <laughs> this is the wire this is homicide life on the street with superheroes right you know pilgrim going drop your powers and shooting up into the air <laughs> shot him so, in the ass <laughs> so yeah this issue of powers is as much as i've liked powers probably in five or six years yes this was a very strong issue now it will remain strong if it comes out on time. Oh, Otherwise, it runs into the same problem of, of all of the other arcs. <laughs> I'd imagine the first three issues, maybe four or five. Actually, maybe the whole six-issue arc, because this is January. Mm -hmm. Powers debuts on the PlayStation Network in March. Okay. And I want to say they're releasing it like two at once and then one a week, although I'd have to look that up. I could be thinking of something else completely. Hmm. But I want to say it's not going to be, here's your Netflix binge. Um, they're releasing it on a somewhat more conventional schedule, although, frankly, I could be thinking of fucking community on Yahoo Video, so don't take my word for it. I don't know. All I know is that in the letters column, it says something about this book dropping in December, and uh, it's almost February now, so. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> But but I'm thinking of if Bendis is hoping to capitalize on people checking out the show, great. There'll be three issues out by March if he keeps it on time, and then if he can hook them in for another two or three months, we might see an actual monthly six-issue arc here. Yes. And then it might be 18 months before we see a seventh <laughs> issue. Or and more I will accurate, read the trade. <laughs> more accurately, it will be the sixth number one issue of Powers <laughs> in 16 years. Yes. So... So yeah, I really like this as a longtime reader of Powers, and it's a pretty decent entry point for new readers. Yeah. I don't think it's a better entry point. If a buddy who's got a PlayStation 4 watches Powers and came to me and said, oh, should I go to the comic store with you and pick this up? I still think I'd steer him toward Who Killed Retro Girl Yeah, before this, but it's not a bad representation of it to have on the stands for somebody who might wander in and just look at new issues. Well, I would hoping point, to find it. I would point them to who killed retro girl, if only because it's a complete story. Yeah. And then, you know, if you like that, there is a new issue out, but here are some other collected trades. Yep. And then stop at the one where we find out Walker is 
all superheroes and all men and therefore is a god. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I would hang out in a strip club too, trying to forget. <laughs> and I love that it was a superhero strip club. Yeah. They're just yeah, the girl with a venom tattoo on her back and with masks in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like just like where superheroes go to die. <laughs> to crank off. <laughs> Because, hey, the danger room is walking around sentient. Jesus. you got to have some place to go. Uh. <laughs> and with that, we go full circle. All right. So we got anything else? I think that covers everything. All right. So why don't we wrap it up? Yes. So I don't know where you, who's listening to the show, found us, but you can always find us at our home website, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. You can email us at crisisoninfinitemidlives at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Uh, we're trying to do more with it, uh, but we certainly get messages there. You can find the link to our Facebook page through our uh, home website. We are on Twitter. At uh, Infinite Midlife. Thank you. And uh, we are just newly and have done literally nothing with it, but we are on Tumblr. It's crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. Wow. I know. The kids will find us. <laughs> yeah, and they'll find nothing there right now, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I am old. I'm trying to figure out what the tumblers <laughs> is for you damn kids with your Van Heflin and your Shanana. Guns and butter. Guns and butter. <laughs> uh, we are on iTunes. If you found this on iTunes, do us a favor. Yeah, shoot us a review. Uh, give us a rating. Uh, it does help people find the show. And yeah, just shoot us a line somehow. We like hearing from listeners. We do. So I think that is it. That's so it. this has been episode 52 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. Thank you for listening and derp. All right, now I gotta go find you a killer robot. <laughs> First, can you find me a beer? I'm really dry here. <laughs> <laughs>